You're listening to Grow Yourself Up, a weekly mental health podcast hosted by Kath Cunahan. I'm a psychotherapist, writer, and speaker working in private practice in London. I specialize in the impact of our own childhood on our parenting and how we can heal and integrate our childhood trauma, wounding, and stress so that we can inhabit our full adult selves. Join us each week as we talk about all things growing ourselves up, how we can tend to ourselves in our parenting, generational healing, and overcoming the impacts of childhood trauma. Together, we will become more self-compassionate, connected, authentic, resilient, and heart-centered, so we can live our own full and beautiful lives. As a listener of this podcast, you're welcome to come over and join the Facebook group. So search on Facebook for Grow Yourself Up. It's a private Facebook group of all the listeners. And did you know there are journal prompts that go along with every episode? So sign up for the journal prompts on kathcunahan.com or go to my Instagram, kathcunahan, and sign up at the link in the bio there. And you will get my newsletter, Nurture, Heal, Grow, which contains all the journal prompts. Looking forward to seeing you in the Facebook group. The podcast is produced each week by the wonderful Audio Cafe. Thanks for being here. Welcome back. Episode 32 is a continuation of episode 30, where we talked about a different way to approach the new year. I talked a lot in that episode about how do you want to feel in your life? What do you want your life to look like? What feels good in your body? Many of us have been taught um, from childhood to, to be disconnected from our own experience and not to be present in our bodies. And actually the, the root of our power is being um, connected to our bodies, connected to our experience from moment to moment, so we can then tend to our needs. And on a more kind of global picture, thinking about what we want our life to look like, how we want to feel each day, we um, we also need to be connected uh, minute to minute to our own experience, like our lived experience um, of what feels good for us. It's the greatest guide, actually, of how we want to feel in our life. And so I'm going to, in this episode, share some quite um, granular examples of things in my life. And I'm going to draw a lot on the work of James Clear from his book, Atomic Habits. His book is like a new book on habits, but there are lots of other people who also write about habits. So some of you might have read um, some of Gretchen Rubin's writing. She's got a book, I think it's called Better Than Before, about habits, which I have actually, which I've never read. Um, But she's got some other lovely books all about um, habit formation and um, really creating a life that is beautiful and that feels good for us is all about practice, noticing what we want more of in our lives, noticing how we want to learn to better regulate ourselves, noticing what helps with that. It's about tuning more into our um, experience from moment to moment about what we might need in our body so that we can meet our needs. And so um, the common kind of thread through all of this is awareness identification of the gap that you might need to kind of traverse between how you feel now or what you do now and how you want to feel, and then practicing steps to get there. So I talked about um, an exercise that I often do um, at different kind of points in my life and for different areas of my life in episode 30, and and I gave you um, kind of guidelines around how to do that. So for my circle of life for 2023, 
and kind of moving forward. I would like to feel more rested. I feel tired a lot of the time. And I mean, to be honest, that's a, um, that's something about my physiology as well as having a kind of a crowded life. My sister used to joke with me that I've been tired for like 20 years. And <laughs> that was before parenthood. So she's not wrong about that. And many of you may have something like this. I know that, um, I've got an autoimmune condition and, um, my cortisol levels are quite kind of messed up. Instead of, we typically should have a cortisol peak in the morning, which means we kind of, um, wake up and get out of bed like, ta-da, you know, like I'm going to start the day and it's all joyful. And, um, and then our cortisol should tail off towards the end of the day. But many of us don't actually have that pattern. It's, I mean, it's a complicated set of reactions that go on in our body, but essentially we've kind of exhausted ourselves over a long period of time. And that's very much connected to actually what goes on our childhood typically. And so I, um, um, I've always described myself as a night owl and I'm not like a good morning person, but I really want to shift that. I want to create some space in my day so that I feel more connected to myself first thing in the morning and that I've had some space to kind of connect to myself and do things that I find nourishing. Um, whether that be some meditation or some journaling or some stretching, had my cup of tea, um, or, maybe even done a bit of a little bit of my writing work. But because I've talked, I think, before on this about um, having a morning routine, and I find it incredibly difficult in parenting to have a morning routine because there's so much uncertainty and so much that's kind of out of control in parenting in terms of like when, when do your kids wake up, what are the mornings going to be like, what was the night like, all of those sort of things. And I find that, I personally find that really frustrating. So I've really been trying to, figure out how can I gain more of a sense of agency over this and create um, mornings that I like. And what I really um, came back to is that actually, um, I think you've heard me talk about that book, Miracle Mornings, before, which is another book that I have, which I've never read, but it looks down at me from my bookcase. And I've always wanted to have these sort of miracle mornings. But since I'm not a morning person, um, it's always felt like I'm really going against myself to do that. So it feels like a massive struggle. And I would like, sometimes I've like laid my gym kit out on the floor, like literally just next to my bed to like make sure I put my gym kit on straight away and kind of go and do some exercise. And um, there was a morning last week I was going to a workshop and um, I set my alarm for six o'clock. It's, it's winter, by the way. So I thought that I would go um, uh, for a walk before I went to the workshop. But what happened was that I was actually sleeping with one of my daughters in her bed. I proceeded to wake her up because she had called me in the night and she has a big enough bed. So I proceeded to wake her up at six o'clock. And I was like, oh no, no, I can't cope if everyone's up at six o'clock. I need to do and do for this walk. But then I realized it was pitch black outside. So I wasn't actually, actually going to go walking. And so instead I spent like the next hour trying to help her sleep or I just spent time with her basically. And so... It's, I also realize I need to be sort of realistic for my kind of stage in life. And that's something that can be really frustrating, kind of acknowledging our, our own contexts that, um, you know, you might have a newborn baby, you may have um, a baby and a toddler, maybe you're pregnant, maybe you have no children, but our contexts massively impact the way in which we can um, kind of adopt these suggestions around things. So really take time to customize what works for you and do not beat yourself up. I think I bought that book, Miracle Morning, like, I don't know, in my first year of motherhood. And I was like, oh my God, this is a nightmare. I, can, I can't do this because it's kind of not possible. 
and that's the really the thing to hold on to is that some things are not possible in um in sort of certain stages of your life so going back to the circle of life that i talked about i really want to feel more rested i want to have a morning which is more kind of joyful and which which helps me feel connected i want more sleep and i want to um increase my kind of flexibility in my nervous system because i've noticed um recently i'm getting a bit more kind of ratty that's because of various things that are also going on in our particular sort of circumstances but this is what my kind of intentions are and what is really actually uh key to this kind of idea of a of a good morning is actually more sleep so my main intentions are around um my bedtime now we don't make many of us who've had a who have a very powerful kind of inner critic um are really seduced by um these ideas of like oh I'm going to have a new me um you know tomorrow is going to be totally different and I'm going to be like um only eating certain things or I'm going to get up at 6 and I'm going to go running or I'm going to go to some sort of crossfit class and that is sets us up um for failure and if you're a perfectionist we can often get looped into this thing about I'm going to get this even more perfect tomorrow I'm going to just keep and keep and keep on trying and actually all the research on resilience the research on nervous system change and the research on habits all concur that um little and often and regular practice is much more lasting than trying to make grand sweeping changes yes of course sometimes we do have grand sweeping changes that are kind of forced on us but when we're trying to um change things in our lives starting with one thing and doing something small and doing it on a repetitive basis uh is what makes the difference and what makes things stick and i'm going to draw on some of um james clear's work in this space because i think it's really really helpful so i want to um feel more rested i also want to try and have a better morning in terms of my routine one of the things that he talks about in his book is stacking habits so you add a habit onto another habit and you make it really obvious what that is and so you you kind of tie something together so for a while i tied bouncing on my trampoline a little like mini rebounder to my shower so i would bounce for 5 minutes before my shower and that kind of tethering those two together meant that whatever else i was doing that day i got like that tiny little bit of exercise hopefully some other exercise and movement as well because i try and walk or swim every day that sometimes that's not possible something that i've introduced in the last year more um in a sort of much more concrete way is having hot lemon water in the morning and i um love tea in the morning but i um stacked the the lemon water onto the tea habit and i'd have the lemon water before the tea because i find it useful for my digestion and like i don't know my body to have um like warm water and um a lemon squeezed into it and my husband does that for me so that makes it easier for me too so then when i go to the kitchen i can just drink the lemon water and then make myself a cup of tea and then i can i start to feel like more set up for the day now what i'm going to do this year is i i'm going to change the way around my uh, bedtime process and look at what happens earlier on the evening because the context of when we have our dinner so this is in my house specifically and um the winding down process makes a huge difference to the ability to go to bed early 
One of the key points that, um, that James Clare makes in this book is that we fall to the level of our systems. So we have all these intentions, but we, we fall to the way in which we operate in our systems. So one of the systems that we have in our house is that my girls have dinner earlier than we have dinner. Then we do bath and bed. Sometimes my husband and I do that together, or sometimes we do that separately. And then only after my kids have gone to sleep do we have our dinner. And that is a blocker for me often in terms of um, going to bed early because, or trying to have my lights out by 10, because we sometimes have dinner at, like we sometimes have dinner at half past eight, sometimes even nine. And so it's difficult to then hurry up and quickly go to bed. So in terms of changing the systems in our house, I've identified that I need to have dinner earlier. And hopefully my husband can have dinner earlier with us too, but I need to possibly eat with my children or make their um, dinner time a little bit later so that we can eat together so that once their bed and bath is done, I can then do a process of going to bed or I can watch a tiny bit of TV and go to bed. So really think about that for your house. We fall to the level of our system. So if you want to make a change in your house, where are the systems that you're operating within not helpful. So for example, if you want to go for a morning walk, but you are always the person who has to take your children to school or children to nursery, how can you switch around that system so that frees you up more space in the morning? I'm going to read you um, some of the things that James um, Clare suggests. So he talks about that we need, we has, he's got these things called laws of behavior change. And when he's talking about changing habits, he says, make it obvious. You need to go through, link how you feel, um, and what you would like to create in your life to what you actually currently do in your life, because we need that awareness. So we so we need to make new habits obvious, basically. So I having dinner earlier would be how I'm. I've, I've made obvious what the issue is. Make it attractive and make it easier. So the main thing that I want to change is an earlier bed. So the way I'm going to make it attractive is that I'm linking it together with another habit, which I'd also like to which is attractive to me, which is reading more novels. I constantly am drowning in like um, essentially textbooks, which I love, but they're not very relaxing to read at night and bed. Um, and so I want to have more escapism and read more novels. So I'm going to make going to bed earlier more attractive because it feels very luxurious to lie in bed with a hot water bottle early in the evening and not be stressed about going to sleep. So that feels kind of joyful and lovely to me, maybe a bit grannyish as well, frankly, but anyway, no offense to any grannies, but um, so anyway, so that's how I'm going to make it attractive. And he says, you have to make it easy. So I am really thinking about how can I make it easier to um, go to bed earlier? I have a lot of resistance to this. Um, and he just says, you have to just take action, start the process of doing that ritual. So for me, that means I think I'm going to set myself an alarm to walk upstairs, to go upstairs and either have a shower, or brush my teeth or do the process. And then I'm just going to practice it over and over again. Now, this um, more sleep is actually one of the best ways that we can um, work towards a more flexible nervous system. So I am thinking about this in terms of increased regulation and more flexibility. And so really have a think about in your, how you want to um, organize your days. How can you build in things that will help you become more regulated? How can you eat regularly? How can, you know, what is your sleep like? Because all of this will help you in creating the life that you would like. One of the things I also want to say about this is this can sound quite boring. Many of us who are used to intensity perhaps we're intensity addicts or we we love being on like a adrenaline hamster wheel 
it can feel really quite dull to start breaking things down to like the sort of micro level and think, okay, well, um, how can I actually improve my life? Oh, yeah, I'm noticing I'm staying up till 1 a.m. to watch Netflix because I'm desperate to have some of my own time. But is that actually very loving? Maybe it would be better if I went to bed earlier and then I watch Netflix in the morning. If my child wakes me at five, maybe I watch Netflix with them then, um, even if they watch their own version. <laughs> so I really want to acknowledge that it might feel a real struggle to actually translate that that kind of um, – circle of life and how you would like what you want your life to look like and then how you can actually practically translate that yeah because this kind of this creation of new habits and and really growing ourselves up and noticing how where we're not being an adult essentially it's it's kind of it's 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 hard work i really am on you on the journey with you because sometimes especially you know after a long bedtime i just like want to zone out and watch netflix for like three hours and it's just not loving but really gathering ourselves together enough, kind of parenting our inner child through that feeling of like, I know it's so hard. This is what we have to do to have a to have a miracle morning. We really have to have a miracle evening. That's kind of what I'm saying to myself. And um, yeah, it's it's complex. Another way you could actually make going to bed earlier, and this is I can say to myself to make it more attractive, is you can plan to have sex. That could be very joyful. So think about how you can make things obvious, how you can make them attractive and how you can make them easy, because that will really help your habits kind of stick. Um, James Clare makes this point that it's not actually how long you've been practicing a habit, because you might have, like, I've always had this intention about getting up early and going, you know, running or something. I'm not really a runner anyway, but but how many times have I actually laid out my gym kit and gone and done that? Not many. Whereas if you, if there's frequency in the way you practice it, that's much more likely to stick. So doing it little and often. Okay, so um, I'm going to leave it there for this week's episode. I look forward to hearing how your circle of lives have are progressing. And remember that I'm not saying we can fully design our lives because there's much that's out of our control. Our context is not always in our control. And um, we, you know, we may be suffering from systemic trauma, racism, things that are out of our control. Um, but where we can, it's really essential to get a sense of our own power and change things so that um, they, they serve us more and, and that we can work towards getting our needs met. Okay, take good care. Hope you have a good week. You've been listening to Grow Yourself Up, hosted by Kath Cunahan. We'll be back next week with a new episode supporting you to better understand and tend to yourself for more heart-centered, connected, authentic, and resilient living.